uh, January 11, 2002. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
laugh at strictly upper class. department store you might care to loot. from Pedro Show, uh, January 11, 2002, our first uh, show, Brother Matt, that we start off in this uh, year, huh? Yeah, yeah, full uh, deal. Last we, time we had a little baby half one. Just yeah, that's right. Off. Yeah, it was halfway through. We started on uh, the 31st, ended up on the 1st. Uh, I have a special guest in the... Uh, Love Grotto at the Pleasure Point here in Pedro, Wild Kingdom Radio, Mr. Steve Perkins. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Hey, I wanted to say it's great to be here. I love the view. And it was uh, quite an eye-opener to drive down that little circle area and see some people hanging out by the beach. Yeah, it's sweet when you swoop down that final little hill down. Uh... It's gorgeous. It felt really good to breathe some good air. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thanks yeah. a lot for having me. Oh, no problem. Um, we started off, of course, as I do with every show, some John Coltrane, uh, 1961 
Village Vanguard stuff. Um, Softly as in a morning sunrise. And uh, then we just heard some No Mercy from the late 70s uh, with um, Revolutionary Spy, a great San Francisco band. Um, Steve's going to give us a little drum thing, uh, live stuff, but he also brought some music he wants to play too. So uh, after some uh, Watt uh, chosen tunage, We'll get on over uh, to Mr. Perk's uh, ears, eye view. Yeah, I noticed we got a... What's this? We have a nice hand drum, a frame drum. Is that what that is? Yeah. And we got that other one. What's that one called? Little Irish Spring? Yeah, this is actually the the stick they use traditionally on a frame drum, but I'm not too uh, familiar how to use Mm. the stick. No, but the... uh, Oh, the talking drum. Oh, talking drum. This is uh, one of my favorite African drums. You probably... I've seen one at home. It's the drum with the strings from one head to the other head strung across, and you can squeeze it to make higher or lower sounds. (laughs) This one's actually got, if you're real sensitive, but it's got some good notes to it. They're real quiet. Not, you don't really want to compete with other instruments with this one too much. You get a little uh, whacker here too if you want. Yeah. The stick is actually bent. I, I, I mean, it, it's a, it looks like a normal stick until it gets to the tip, and then it bends into a an angle. Interesting, huh? I saw someone once have one in each armpit and one between his legs. And, you know, it was a great a little parallel process. Yeah, a little cacophony of talking drum. So what's the background on that type of thing? Well, I mean, most of the drums that come out of Africa started with, uh, you know, animal skin and uh, a, some kind of log, string it together. And I find most of the drums that I have at my house for hand percussion are mostly African descent. A lot of the stuff I have is, uh, you know, Latin. But most of the drums you see, hand drums, usually start in Africa. Djembe's, um, the, the, the shape of a dumbek, which ended up in Egypt, started in Africa. That shape, the talking drum, something they call the, the tongue drum or the slit drum. It's a piece of wood with little slits in it with different notes, yeah. African xylophone, all these instruments come out of Africa. And in the beginning, they used to use them to help communicate with each other. So if you saw some kind of big storm coming, you would send a big drum sound to another tribe. That meant, you know, beware, here comes a storm. Or if they saw a buffalo. And it's actually a, a talking drum, I guess. There's, there's the name. They were talking to each other with it. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, yeah. You start talking about something and just have to start dancing then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, you've seen those African dancers that just jump up and down yeah. together. Yeah, and well, they're probably playing the earth drum. Yeah, and also, what, is it, is it the, it's right, they're playing the earth and they're the stick. <laughs> but is it the antelope that jumps like that? Oh, yeah. 
You know, you, you think they're probably imitating animals. Caribou. Yeah, that they hunt. You know, and, and drums maybe to help bring some luck to help hunt them. That's probably the first music. Yeah. You know how music dance and tied real close. I'm going to play uh, some stuff from Louisiana here. Here's a song called uh, They're Both Junkies. Good thing <laughs> they're both junkies. It's <laughs> a good thing. They'll last forever that way. She is on K4. She's on Special K. He'll drink from the toilet. She'll eat out of the ash. She says, why can't they just accept our desire? Baby, you're preaching to the choir, so just inject my love to bring calm to the fire. And me, your need is justified. It's a good thing they're both junkies. Can entertain themselves If they weren't both always in heaven together One might see the other was in hell That's okay Cause daddy writes the checks But hell, she laughs when in the morning The bathroom has become the hallway floor She says, I just want to save the world Clove the blind and feed the deaf And let's recycle and cut down on CFCs And let's give all we have to those who have nothing left It's a good thing that they're both junkies Left them to lude themselves If they weren't both on or in ecstasy together Time one might see the other was not quite sublime. That's okay, cause Daddy Rice checks. Daddy even pays all their rent. You know, he's not sure why.
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, that was some Hunter Flowers with uh, I Don't Own My Own Heart. Before that was the Ecstasy Boys with Day in the Life. A tribute to Psych TV for, uh, compilation uh, tribute record that's off of. And we started off with a Louisiana band called the Mid Bang Lounge. It's a good thing they're both junkies. At the Love Grotto here, we got a special guest, Mr. Stephen Perkins. And, of course, Brother Matt, assistant with the, uh, the vitals. You know, they're both junkies. They'll probably last forever then, won't they? As long as Dad pays the rent. That's true. I was hearing that in the lyrics. Uh, okay, uh, you, you you pick some music here. Tell us about. Uh, what yeah, I brought a, a track. I was I remember flipping through uh, this TV station that had those Indian musical movies, and I flipped on one of these movies. It's this great scene of these two women competing for the love of a pirate, and the music was just. A combination of Indian pop with these incredible drum patterns and drum solos. And the two ladies feuding with their voices. I have no idea what they're saying, but it's a great feud. And I took down the name of the movie and went and found it on CD. And uh, it's really a nice piece with a feel of pirate feud with, with drum, tabla drum solos everywhere. Check it out. A lot from Pedro right. Show.
with a few poems written by the same. Let's try the first one. Prayer for broken-handed lovers. In dwarfed and towering rage, in ambulances of hate, stamping out the ants, stamping out the sleepless ants forevermore. Pray for my horses, do not pray for me. Pray for the fenders of my car. Pray for the carbon on the filaments of my brain. Exactly, and listen, I do not need any more love, any more wet stockings like legs of death crawling my face in a midnight's bathroom. Make me sightless of blood and wisdom and despair. Don't let me see the drying carnation pinking out against my time, buttonholed and rootless as the tombs of memory. Well, I've been bombed out of better places than this. I've had the sherry shaken out of my hand. I've seen the teeth of the piano move, filled with explosions of rot. I've seen rats in the fireplace leaping like rockets through the flames. Pray for Germany. Pray for France. Pray for Russia. Do not pray for me. And yet, and yet I can see again the crossing of the lovely legs. Oh, more sherry and more disappointment, more bombs. Surging seas of bombs. My paintings flying like birds amongst the earrings and bottles, amongst the red lips, amongst the love letters and the last piano. I will cry that I was right.
lot from Pedro show. Uh, some big black there. You picked yeah. that perk. I love that stuff. I remember Jane's Addiction did a show with them in, in San Francisco. There goes the Harley guys. We did a show in San Francisco, Big Black, and I didn't know they didn't have a drummer. Well, they do, but it's a machine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I, I listen to the music and I show up at the show and there's just three guys up there with a little machine on the, on the floor. They step on it to start the drums. What town? That was in San Francisco. I think it was called the Kennel Club. Oh, yeah. You remember that place? Yeah, it was called the uh, VIS Club before that. Across the, it's on the Visadero. Yeah. Down the street was the Church of St. John Coltrane. And across the street was this, still the best rib place I've ever chowed at. And I've chowed at him all over <laughs> all the tours, you know. It's called Brother-in-Law's Number 2. That's right. And then there's some down ribs there. Now the... Baby back. Yeah, the Church of John... St. John Coltrane's on Hunter's Point. It's no longer mm. there. Uh, so you have to. It's, there's a. You can go down 3rd Street from 3 Com Park, the, where the Giants now play, to Candlestick. And it goes through mm. Hunter Park. That's how I found out. <laughs> oh, really? Pedaling. Well, I do a lot of things on pedaling now. That's cool. My opera I wrote, my new one I wrote. When you're pedaling? Uh, yeah, I, I write when I'm pedaling. Because. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you have to be aware so you don't get your ass run over. But uh, there's something about yeah, mm -hmm. the natural rhythms and instead of sitting there with the machine in your hand and uh, neck math and all this, yeah. you just let it, the, mu the music comes to me in the head and then I bring it to the machine. Record. Yeah, I'm going to be recording that soon. It's called the uh, Second Man's Middle Stamp. It's the organ drum. Bass. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Is this but, the third? But you've been doing some recording. This is true, but one question. Is that oh, okay. the third Watt record or the fourth? Oh, I mean, all, you know, Watt, yeah, the, you know, the Watt solo project. <laughs> yeah, I'm only a bass player, so yeah. I'm always playing with people. That's true. <laughs> so it's never really is this, truly solo. Is this solo. the third or the fourth on Sony? Columbia. Columbia. <laughs> no, so you can say Sony. I don't, if you count the fire hose. Oh, okay. Because there was three fire hose records. So it'll be my sixth one. Uh, but you've been doing recording. That's right. You're my guest. The new Banyan. <laughs> the, the show ain't just about... I had some questions. Badge buff on why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Um, the group Banyan, which consists of you, Mr. Mike Watt, Nels Klein, Willie Waldman on trumpet, and Norton Wisdom supplies the visuals. Yeah, it's righteous touch. Yeah, I love Norton. And I met Norton through Nels. But uh, we've been working on the... This music that we've been playing for the last year in a live situation, it's never been on a CD. So we're getting everything down to the on the hard drive. We don't, even right. do it. we don't even do it to tape anymore. We're going right, 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 right to the computer. There's two, there's two Banyan records out, but uh, and you sell them at the gigs when we're done playing. And <laughs> there's only like two songs that's that true. we play. We have, you kids can, go home and they listen to it and like nothing of the they, gigs. Yeah, they don't recognize one tune. Is this the same group? The first record doesn't even have trumpet, which is great. It's got Money Mark, a wonderful record. Yeah, right. But yeah, so the the new the new. Uh, I'm not sure what we're gonna call it right now. It's Banyan Part Three. It's being recorded at my house, which is a lot of fun. It makes it real easy. Got a studio in the backyard, and it's a pretty uh, simple situation. And it's great because Banyan is a type of band where I just want to capture a performance, and each performance sounds a lot different than the other. I just want to capture one or two of them. 
and put that out. And obviously, the next time we do it, it's going to sound different. But Banyan seems to be a living organism that way. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we've done what? You've listened to it. Oh, I haven't course. got to listen to it yet. I, How many did, tunes? We did uh, eight, eight tunes and two or three takes of each of them. And I, I've got my heart set on a, a few of the takes. Oh, cool. And I'm working with Willie, the trumpet player. We're coming up some real... He's nice. got a tune, right? He wants us He's to do He's bringing a tune. and Nels has got a tune. That's right. we got some new stuff that I haven't even heard yet that's coming out. So and I, I got a waltz. <laughs> that's, I'm excited, too. Yeah. As a drummer, actually, it's great to play a waltz. It feels real cool. <laughs> you know, it does. A lot of drummers, you know, have that chance to play either reggae or punk or jazz, but to do it all, you know, is a great challenge. It'd be great to see a classical guitar player with fingernails be able to break out a heavy metal guitar riff, but you probably, probably couldn't. Ralph Macchio and Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a, a tune for us last time, and uh, like a minor for, key kind of thing. Kind for of E and E minor. Right, right. I've been listening to that. Actually, I'm, I'm starting to really like that song. Thank Is you so cool? much. Yeah. We did a great job on, you know, learning it and, and performing it all on the same day. And, <laughs> you know, obviously, if you, you, if you, the better you, you – the more you learn things and the more you play them, the better they're going to sound. Maybe a different performance, you know, later on would sound a lot different, but it's a great raw. Who's helping us out? Who's on the knobs? A guy named Josh Newell who is from New Orleans. Oh, cool. No, not New Orleans. He's from, uh, where's he from? Oh, he's from Nashville. Okay. He's from Nashville. And the other cat, the big guy? Mike Zarp. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mike, you know, because notes are very important when you're recording. You've got to make sure someone's taking notes. Document. Yeah, you got you to gotta document. You know, documentation is number one in, in a studio, because if you're not sure what did, who did what and what take, it's bad. So Mike Zarp's taking care of that for us, which is nice. First band you record had four cats. Doing the whole thing. This record's got four cats. That's right. Second record, much different. Yeah, we had about 15 or 18 players. (laughs) Um, My idea at that point was to take some of the people that I knew, and I just met Willie Waldman, the trumpet player, and Dave Aaron, who was at the Knobs at the time. And they wanted to bring, he played some clarinet. They wanted to bring some of their friends from Memphis and other cats that they knew. So I kind of brought my L.A. bass crew and, and met their crew, and that was Banyan Part 2. And it's quite... Uh, combination of people that probably would never get back together, you know, unless... <laughs> That's what's cool about records, though, because yeah. it can capture moments. It is true, and actually I got inspired by the the ball, ho- uh, the, the, um, ball hog or tugboat oh, record. wrestling record. Yeah. Okay. How you uh, had different people on different songs, and I thought that was a cool... I mean, you listen to that 17 record... 17 different bands. Yeah, I mean, you listen to that record, you got so many different flavors, so yeah. that was an inspiration as well. Oh, well, thank you. Can't always do wrestling records, though. So. No, it's good <laughs> to have this, to the core. It's good to have the core, and and you know I'm, I'm blessed with Nels. And we got Bob. some gigs coming up, right? We're playing on the eighth of February at D Piazza's, and then a little Long thing, Beach. a little uh, tour of sort. We will be at the Olympics for sure. Utah, cool. Utah, uh, some Sundance, the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, thirteenth, and uh, your friend Don Dalton's helping out, yeah. which I'm. Really like him. He's a nice guy. Really yeah. like and work with him. And uh, there's also other shows booked in Wyoming and Colorado, and we're making those. Con- we're going to confirm those this week to make sure everything's so a little green uh, light. Banyan Winter Tour. It's exciting. <laughs> in the Rocky Mountains. We're going to have to bring our, uh, you know, our little earmuffs and our mittens. 
That's cool. You guys did that last year, right? Regular. That's right. They love us out there. That's cool. Uh, before uh, Big Black, we played uh, Slater Kenny, the drama you've been craving. And then uh, a guy who's buried here in Pedro now, mm. uh, Charles Bukowski, the poet. He read, uh, what was the name of that one? <laughs> I already spaced on it. it was but it was cool a good Hank. one. <laughs> it was. We liked cool it. Hank poems. Shit, I forgot to write down the title. Uh, something about no more love poems or and something. And being drunk. <laughs> waking, <laughs> waking up having a drink. No. Uh, and then we started off with uh, Choli K. Piche from... Uh, Subhash guy, the uh, it was the Indian movie Indian soundtrack. Movie. Yeah, yeah, right. How'd right. you enjoy that up there? Yeah. I thought yeah, it was fun. Cool. We that like to hear. Love pirate music. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we got here. Perky picks the next tune, huh? Yeah, we're gonna drummer go with from the fifties. We're gonna go with little Max Roach, a uh, great inspiration for me as a drummer, and someone who understands rhythm and also understands how to pick people to play with to create a beautiful sound. Max Roach. Yeah, you know, I saw him um, summer before last. I think he was 80. He was playing with uh, Cecil Taylor outside on some stairs. It's Maybe great. Columbia. It was in New York City. You and see, I was Elvin. just getting well from that sickness. And, I, you know, you get to feel sorry for yourself. You're in the bed mm -hmm. all the time. And I, I couldn't play anymore. I had to start over almost, you know. And then you see this old cat up there playing like every moment and smiling and happy yeah. and giving the go like you you've seen Elvin. In fact, you that's gave right. me a poster. Elvin's yeah, that's right. I met Elvin at a big drum. It was called Drum Day, and it was a big drum. Where was it at? It was in Columbia, uh, not Columbia, Columbia. <laughs> Where Missouri? Uh, yeah, it was in. Um, where the heck was that? I don't know, but I got the poster hanging my practice pad. I can't recall, but I met... I think he was turning 70. Yeah, I just met Elvin. He was turning 70, and he had hands like leather. I shook his hand, and I got a poster for you, Watt, and I'll never forget that. He had a great smile, and he played amazing. And his wife is his drum tech, Kiko. Yeah. His wife sets up the yeah, drums, and cool. tunes them, settles the money. That is hard. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's cool. Truly. And she's, she's a tough cookie, man. Everyone was scared of her. <laughs> I'm into that. It was cool. Okay, so Max Moroch, Watt for Pedro Show. Sorry about that. We have a error with the CD player here. Brother Matt, too many uh, Burning Man gigs, I guess. And uh... <laughs> God damn, maybe I got to load it up again, huh? Uh, oh, did the little lines go? Lines from went from sitting too long. Yeah, just kick it out and spit it back. Okay, here we go. Watch for Pedro show.
Watt from Pedro Show, end of the first hour, January 11, 2002. Sorry, Max, uh, we had a <laughs> mistimed it there, and uh, but we're going to pick up on the second hour. Brother Matt, my special guest. Uh, wow, look, the elephant has a swastika. <laughs> I guess it's the other way, though. Yeah. Okay, hold on for hour two. January 11, 2002. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
from Pedro show uh, that was the English soft hearts with um, genital herpes um, from their album called Blue Oyster Quilt <laughs> they got a uh, I don't know what it has to do with BOC but they would uh, all three of them are laying up against the wall with the quilt with the BOC sign it's kind of like the kids who are right meets Blue Oyster Quilt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that sign was really heavy. Well, instead of the dot in the middle, it's got a heart, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that sign was really heavy when I was uh, first going to high school. That BOC wasn't very well known, and I spray painted that on the back of a T-shirt, and only one at school with it, so I was very unique. I didn't have punk rock. No, <laughs> didn't <I think> come <laughs> until I graduated. So. The name Blue Oyster Call it was. Con- kind of dark and threatening but when you meet the guys and you think about the name actually now oh yeah a well a couple of them are them. good friends of mine that's now. right every time Another I they're leaper yep oh that's it sounds of Pedro here <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get at the pleasure point lands in right so uh, and we started the second hour off uh, with uh, Rocky Erickson if you have ghosts uh, Perk yeah. You pick the next song. You want to tell us something about it? Flaming Lips. Um, Oklahoma City. Band. Nice, nice fellas. I really like those guys. And the song, A Spoonful Weighs a Ton. Me and my wife Cindy listen to it. And that's a beautiful song. It's a great piece of music. <laughs> Be 
above our heads it swung. The privilege had been won. Being drunk on their plan, they lifted up the sun. Some flaming lips. Now we got a um, special edition of the Spin Cycle. This show, um, Perk's gonna join Brother Matt with some uh, melding of. Nah, you just gotta keep it there, bro. <laughs> with the melding of machine and, and flesh, <laughs> or fingertips. That's right. The marriage of acoustic and electric. <laughs> Doing it up.
All right, thank you very much. Perk, Brother yeah, Matt. Thank you. That was a first for me. <laughs> Another installment of Brother Matt's Spin Cycle. Here's some uh, Curtis Mayfield. I used to see her use a guy 
from Pedro show here we are Wild Kingdom Radio live from the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point in Pedro special guest Mr. Steve Perkins thank Hola. you so much for that live jam with Brother Matt's uh, spin cycle there Perk that was fun I got to play the assorted hand drums around the house and uh, we, kicked, we kicked out the jams on those I like that that was cool it was interesting because the volume in the house here was so quiet Get my fingers real quiet, and it's it's hard to play drums quietly. You know, it's a challenge. <laughs> so that was great. That was great. And then uh, we uh, came out of the spin with some Curtis Mayfield with "You Are You Are." So you could probably could tell it was vinyl, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a little scratchy scratch. That's Lots of records have had a lot of chow dumped on them. <laughs> so, you can tell. Then we went to Jesus Lizard right there with Gladiator, something live from Holland. 
the FNAR. You've probably played there, Perk. Yes. Right. Actually, Martijn, our friend, is in Amsterdam now visiting his family. Oh, wow. That's right. That's kind of cool. That's right. Uh, yeah, people have been asking me about, because uh, you've done some Jane Addiction tours. Mm-hmm. And uh, plan? Well, me and Perry Farrell and Dave Navarro and Martijn, I guess, are going to try to get together in January. It late, is January. Yeah, I was going to say late, late this month or early February and see if we can write some songs. Because we can't do the old stuff anymore. We did that good. Beating it up. Yeah, we beat that in. You're beating so it up. We're going to see if uh, my, my fingers are crossed that we can come out with some good music and enjoy it too. So we're going to yeah. give it a try. We'd be fools not to try. So we're going to try. And uh, hanging out with Pete Stefano is always fun because he's always kicking in the Porno for Pyros right. theme. All right. Okay, we're at the end of the second hour. Watt for Pedro show. January 11, 2002 edition. Uh, hold tight, because Hour 3 is coming right up. It's Watt from Pedro show, Hour 3 of the January 11, 2002 edition. Whoops. Good morning. The machine is failing. No, it's not working, brother, man. Pour yourself into the Doesn't coffee. Kick it out. No, it won't even kick out. Okay, here's some Richard Hell in the meantime. Sorry That's right. about that.
from a distance One man deep They all died By going toss To love the form A memory lost I can't forget That people cross He got Yeah. Ah! 
from Pedro show some stooges thank you brother Matt for catching that squealer who's on base on that one isn't that Ron Ashton is it don't you have the thing there? No, I don't have the sleeve love that bass playing yeah I think it's Ron they they switched you know in those days you gotta understand uh, bass was like right field for a lot of rock bands. yeah it's so, true talking to ron you know uh he feels he was demoted when he was moved from guitar to bass yeah yeah but the but, bass lines kicked up you know they sounded great when he jumped on yeah and, i mean davy alexander was great yeah but he was dead he told me a story about you know iggy tried to make a bowie wants to make this raw power record right, mm. right? and so he goes over to england and they try out all these English cats, Mata Hoople and these people, to play bass and drums, and no one could do it, so they flew Ron and Scotty over to do the sessions. And Dave took uh, Ron to the uh, <laughs> took Ron to the uh, airport, and he said, "Man, I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again." And Ron told me <laughs> he never saw him again. That was that. He died. He kind of knew. He, ate, he was drinking heavy and neat uh, bass lines. Rubbery. What? We're going to do it tomorrow night, right? Well, yeah. Why? <laughs> House of Bouge. That's exactly. House of but, uh So, yeah, the Stooges, they moved to L.A., to they, Hollywood, and Ron's yeah. in the band, and, and wearing the, Nazi why, outfits. And the, is the, um, the, the rhythm sections in England weren't digging in hard enough, or what was happening? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't like how they were playing. They only do one gig. And that's where that's all right. the pictures from Raw Powers. In fact, I read. Silver outfit or you know, There's a lot of books out lately on the old punk scene. Uh, 70s, early 80s, hardcore, and before that, <clears throat> with the burnout of the glam. And there's one, uh, I did interviews for a few of them. There's one on the LA scene called We Got the Neutron Bomb that Brendan Mullen did. And mm. he talked with Brendan. I mean, this book. Starts like in 73, 74, and when the Stooges came out here, and Ron's talking about how it was in those days, and it's kind of bleak. Iggy mm. was pretty uh, chemically impaired a little bit. And uh, yeah, there's this one opera or something piece that Iggy comes up, he has Ron wear the Nazi outfit and beat him. He put him in a sack and they carry him out of the club and they throw him in the gutter and beat him. I mean, it wasn't uh, 
Ron's idea. This is part of yeah. the whole piece, you know, yeah. and uh, it was it was kind of a trippy thing. Um, but yeah, Davy Alexander's uh, bass line is really rubbery, really neat to play. But Ron, really good too. Yeah, too yeah. bad about the Raw Power record. The mix is <laughs> unbelievable. What the hell happened there? So Iggy remixed it a few years ago. Got Where do you find the that? Out of CDs ever. Well, CBS, Columbia put it out. So you can get it everywhere, and it's much different. But there's something enduring about sure. that original one, the Bowie uh, cocaine Jojo mix. Did he unmix it but, to make it a point, or what the hell was he doing? You know, they were buzzed out there. I don't know. <laughs> I talked to Ron about it, and, you know, they weren't, him and his brother weren't even there for the mix and right. stuff. But the reason I brought up those books, besides, uh, you know, the little piece there, was in it I read Stan Lee, the guy who plays guitar for the Dickies. He's got that jacket. That you see on the, the dragon, back of a, the dragon jacket, I think it's a, 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 a tiger or, or something. Yeah, or something. yeah. And uh, yeah, he got it in a drug deal. He was trading everything <laughs> for chemicals, and uh, Stanley has got the raw power jacket. <laughs> That's great. You know, and supposedly he sang through a little amplifier and strip. I don't know who's got the amp, but mm. uh, okay, we're gonna play something from my old days. The first uh, gig I went to was T Rex in '71. Here at the Long Beach Auditorium, it's gone now. It's I think the Opera House or something. Yeah, Long Beach Opera. Yeah. And uh, yeah, D. Wooden's daddy took us, and mm. uh, we're sitting there with his pop. You know, his pop's from Nebraska. You know, via well, he's from Bakersfield, via Nebraska. He'd never been to a rock. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, his pop it. either. Yeah. No, his pop. Yeah, yeah. D. Boone had. We were yeah. fourteen. I mean, but his pop yeah. definitely had been. His pop was really into Buck Owens. When I met D. Boone, he knew. No rock, mm. none. And the only thing he'd heard is some Beatles and Creedence. So, this is why I wear flannels. This was a big. I mean, D Boone had heard no Cream, no Who, uh, any of this intense Jimi Hendrix, or, you know. So it was all. I kind of turned it on to it. I had some eight tracks. <laughs> you know, I said, "Hey, D Boone, listen." This CCR. Right. Well, the CCR is the big uh, meeting point for us because he knew every one of the songs. I mean, That's talk cool. about Chow on his records. I mean, he had. Grape juice and stuff. <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. And, and brother, little brother Joe Boone, he'd play. Now, you know, we, uh, he'd play the drums, but not really a drum set. We lived in apartments, you know, so he would play a, uh, he'd have a snare drum on the floor with a paperback book on it, and that'd be kind mm. of the tom tom. And then there'd be a little stand they held their TV on, and that would be the cymbals, little metal sand. You're talking Kano, yeah. And, um, so, anyway, T-Rex, my first rock. In those days, there was no merch. You'd go a gig and nobody's selling shirts. Mm -mm. Nobody's selling posters. There'd be bootleg guys outside. The seats were 250 <laughs> General mission, okay? <laughs> Show you how far back this. And, but there was a bootleg guy selling posters outside. And uh, I guess he took the cover right, right of White Swan and uh, got rid of Mickey. <laughs> it was just Mark Bolin, so I'd buy this for $2. And this is the first rock guy on my wall. My first rock and roll hero. So uh, there's been a plethora of um, stuff since. He didn't even make 30. He died mm -hmm. just before he turned 30. His car wreck. His uh, wife um, doesn't make a turn. I went to the place. You can go to this pub. It's in London. What's on the other side of the... Thames? Thames? Thames. Yeah. Thames. <laughs> yeah. the, the big river there, okay? It runs through town. If you go on the south side... There's a pub where you last drank, and then they tell you. 
He went for a I drive. Get very tired of probably telling people where this tree. You can go to the tree that killed him. They were in a little Mini Cooper, and it's all bent over, and there's a, all pinned up with stuff. Mm. We miss you, Fairy King. Yeah, Maybe I've told the story like before. But it's very intense yeah, for me to go cool. there. Uh, yeah. Uh, pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. Uh, a Hodge. Is that the word? When you go to the Cobb in Mecca? It was like that, because... Uh, it was really intense on me. Anyway, a plethora of uh, records since he's died, and they put out everything, stuff, uh, on the cassettes, whatever, uh, demos he made. So we're going to play some of that, and we're going to play some Creedence. Who needs T.U.? we got T-Rex. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's that? Well, Bowie wrote it for about the hoople. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> some T-Rex. Watt from yeah. Pedro Show. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Wrong song. <laughs> we got a party going oh, on. Oh, God. We got a lot we of... We got Iggy. Guys. We got Good God's Earth. <laughs> but what happened to the T-Rex? Oh, it's... It's here. And the player won't let me... <clears throat> Hold on here. We'll get it together. The thing won't let me... Uh, Play. We've had some uh, not machine functions, most human ones. Okay, here's some T Rex. <laughs>
Watt from Pedro Show. Perk, you want to tell us a story of that? That's me with porno right That's there. right. Porno for Pyro's Mike Watt on bass. Well, there's, there's a, a great story about that. We were recording up in a house near the beach, and we did that song in the kitchen. And we sat around the kitchen table, and I put the bass drum underneath the table, and I played my hands on the table. And we didn't really give Watt much... Uh, <laughs> I guess, practice on that one. We just said, there, here's the song, let's try it. And we pressed record and put the red light on. And listening back, the bass line is really, it holds the whole tune together. But it was a good Which little... Which is a trick, because I was the last guy. You know, yeah, the last board. one to know about it. I kind of followed the singing, you know, where Perry was going with the singing, because I didn't really know what was coming up. That was a trippy house. Beautiful house up there. in Zuma? Yeah, Zuma Beach, and I guess the, the Who lived there for a little bit. The band? The band, yeah, they were Robertson. The, I saw it in the cement. Yeah, that they movie. Wrote, uh, wrote their name, the, Last there's Waltz. Last Waltz. There's a couple scenes of the movie in there. Uh, cool. uh, yeah, and this it, is a horror, Rick Danko. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great was, time. It had a lot of little bedrooms. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> kind of maybe it was a brothel or something. Yeah. They had all these little. And bedrooms then you guys had work. an album cover of a Clapton. That was shot. Right. Clapton did a record there, and they did a, a photo of her, the cover, in the house, and you sit in the room where the cover was taken. And uh, it hasn't changed much. So that's headquarters for a while then, huh? Yeah, it was... Well, the album was done there. Yeah, the, It was like the studio and live. Uh-huh. It was Hell a great experience. from Pedro. It was 60 miles. Yeah, and you know what? We, we tried to... I mean, I, our idea was maybe to be there for six months. We ended up there 18 months and got a little crazy, but... I love the record, listening back. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We went through a lot of changes. Truck. At least I didn't have the boat. That's right. I had the little blue truck that got wiped out. The original bass player, Martine, ended up quitting the band in the middle of that recording. Oh, yeah. And we were very fortunate. Watt came up, uh, Flea came out, and a guy named David J from Levin Rockets and Bauhaus came up. Oh, yeah. So it was really cool to have all these yeah, different two of bass song. players, yeah, to come up and help us out. And yeah. I was on tour, and Roger called me up. The, the man, yeah, Roger yeah. Leonard. Yeah, what's he been up to? He started a Mexican restaurant in Oxnard. Oh wow! I'm right near oh, the beach. Maybe that's why Pete's up in Camarillo. Yeah, it's close to Roger because they were Santa Monica. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Roger calls me up. I'm on tour, with my own thing. I think I was with Nell's flying crew of the Flying Saucer. He goes, "Look, we're gonna record one. Why don't you fly back?" And I said, "Bro, I've already committed. I'm in a tour." And stuff, but I was very honored. It was really a sweet playing with these guys. I learned so much playing with them. And we ended up making it to Australia with that lineup too. That's right. And I'm wearing dresses. And it was you a, had some outfits made for you. It was a wonderful what was trip. What's that cat's name? Sonny. No, Juan. The guy who dressed us. Oh, um, oh boy, Juan Miguel. Yeah, something. Well, that's right. Yeah, he, yeah, he comes into a room and sizes us up, you know, looks at us, and then he comes up. <laughs> I mean, comes up with like some kind of Muslim doorman suit for me. And did you? But the, for the record Perk was insane. It was like red velvet football pants, a vest made out of light bulb chains, and then this hat with these big horns with glass grapes on the end of the horn. Yeah, that was a little much. Yellow daisies. <laughs> you know, and yellow. he had the, the, the cover of the record. He um, designed that orange. Oh, skirt, that's, that's a skirt made yeah. out of oranges. Yeah, for, yeah. 
So yeah, he's, he's, he uses food and light bulbs. He uses everything. Yes. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He Thanks, Juan. Like he looked at Perk and said, well, this is what I see. Yeah. I mean, I could see him putting me into a... And also, I'm behind the drum kit sitting. No one, yeah. can, no one can see me anyway. Velvet football pants. Like old-style football pants with the laces <laughs> in the front. Oh, man, it was an incredible outfit. Whew. And Teej had kind of a caftan, too. We, I actually ran Teej into Teej. Like, hot pink uh, gangster suit. Yeah. There were some wild costumes. You know, I ran, in, I ran into Tom TJ out in North Carolina a few months ago. And it was good to see him. Oh, yeah. It was really good to see him. Gave him a big hug. And he seems happy. He's at peace with himself and his things. And it's good to see him. Lost his little girl. Yeah. But uh, so that was the porno, the porno days up in Zuma. A lot of fun. I thought there was a period where I thought we got the band. I think we did maybe three tours. Well, two and a half. Uh, full-on U.S., full-on uh, Australia, New Zealand, and then part of the U.S. with the Enid and stuff. That's and, right. But it was kind of burning out maybe over that. Pear's voice, you know, for him to sing that high, it beats him up. Yeah, those were uh, rough days because the band, I think, the work ethics were uh, a little shallow. <laughs> Playing three days a week. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I was going out of my mind. You know them limbile balls? Health oh, balls with yeah. bells in them, and yeah. I got really good at them. Yeah, exactly. You had a lot of time. And, and I read intent, like Don Quixote, and I mean, you're talking seven, eight hundred pound a page books. <laughs> uh, Umberto Eco, all this stuff, really thick, dense reads, because I had so much time on my hands yeah. uh, compared to my tours. I was well, just I agree. I mean, the, used the, to another thing. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you, there was a point there, like maybe two thirds of the way through that long U.S. tour, where the, I thought the band was playing so good. It was really neat. But Pear was heavy on him. I mean, we'd be half hour into a set, and he'd call last song. And, man, it was so uh, tragic for me because I, I really, really loved it. It was a very unique experience for me. I mean, yeah. I don't play in many other people's bands, and that band I thought was very unique. We were honored that you joined up. You guys. We really so, were. So much taught me and, a lot. And Pete DiStefano, the guitar player, we, you know, he's... <laughs> He's quite a guy, and just to have Watt and Pete together, it's just a great time. And I got a lot of ideas for my opera. Yeah, I read Sam Pebbles, too. Sam Pebbles was uh, Andy Boone's favorite movie as kids, Steve McQueen movie. And mm. I found the book, you know, I'd be walking around. A lot of the hotels you guys use would be right downtown. Mm-hmm. So there'd be uh, used bookstores. And I find the book by Richard McKenna, and I read it. And, uh, and then the... I like the idea of Perry teaching me the songs by telling me the story. You know, you know, most cats tell you the chords. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he tells yeah. me the story. Of the that's, song. that's true. That's how Perry does it. Even on the new stuff and the old Jane stuff, the, what's the lyrics about? <laughs> and we'll go from there. You know, what's yeah, he singing that's about? That's a great idea because <laughs> I, th- I got, I got to it. thinking. Uh, well, maybe I should tell my story, and so I got the whole idea of my opera, my oh. experience with porno. Oh, beautiful. You know what? Because after a while, what you know, you just become a technocrat, just notes and. Um, keys and riffs and all this stuff modes and so maybe it's more important the stuff behind all the technical stuff Mm -hmm. so you can uh make it breathe with with, uh or you end up just doing fusion or something you know look at how uh, fast i can play yeah and uh, so the story is very important and this is one of the big lessons i learned from porno and um also i got to play with mr stephen perkins man the best oh yeah ever thanks uh so we um Played that song there. Uh, it ended up the title track. <laughs> That's right. Great. 
so great. And before that, we played Credence off Cosmos Factory. We were laughing at the Cosmos Factory record cover. I mean, you know, John Fogarty in a flannel and leather pants and... Doug Clifford. Doug Clifford, 16-inch hi-hat symbols. I know. He's got crash <laughs> symbols up like there. A, a, a warm-up suit on the bicycle. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What a studio. Talk about thing. the studio. Yeah, they have a 10-speed oh, bicycle yeah, next to the drum kit. Little jumpsuit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a bizarre band. They were bizarre. But we played Looking Out My Back Door. One of the best things ever happened to me was uh, why that song was going. Almost like uh, D. Boone came down to visit me for a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was. I was helping out. This is the only other time I really helped somebody. Was I helped uh, Jay with uh, fog? Mm-hmm. And I was in Central Park. <laughs> Evan was getting married. It was, a, it was a bizarre thing. And anyway, uh, before that, we started with T Rex and some demo thing he made. It's called City Port, and uh, it's funny the uh, CD sleeve. Who gave me these? These aren't the original records. Like I was saying, you know, a lot of his uh, mm. stuff has been, everything he ever touched now has been released, you know. Right, it's due to Hendrix too now. And, yeah. uh, right, right, same kind of thing. <clears throat> where Everything, probably Kurt Cobain, you know. So, um, yeah, right now there's a war. You know about this? Yeah, fucking Courtney. Terrible, what is she yeah, thinking? I don't know. But anyway, it says City Port, fast punk. <laughs> I guess this is That's the, the fast punk version. <laughs> Mark Bolin, you know, in the early set. Who gave me these things, though? Because these aren't the real... You know, I haven't bought records in a long time. Yeah. Black Cats gave me... Yeah, I haven't gotten a oh, You know what? I think this is when I was sick and Elizabeth sent me these, all these records. A lot of people sent me stuff when I was sick. And, of course, I get stuff from kids on the road, which is great. I think that's where I got this uh, English Soft Hearts and uh, oh, really? the Mid Bang ah, cool. uh, Lounge <laughs> and stuff. Okay, we're going to play um, some Sex Pistols. Tell me. 
jogador, joga bola corocondô. Joga bola, jogador, joga bola corocondô. Rere, 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 jogador, rere, 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 corocondô. Rere, rere, rere,
What's that? The record's called Big Bang, and it's a three D, a three CD set of different drums and drum solos and uh, from around the world. And that yeah, was we a, were going into the next track there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first piece was a water drum piece, uh, an African tribe in a river, uh, pounding away some rhythms in the water. Yeah, it was a trip, and we don't know the name of the tribe. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call you on that one. Yeah, or the name of the tune. No, I think they call it water drums on the CD. It's ah, just this water okay. Drums. It was trippy. Yeah, I dig that. <coughs> uh, before that, we had some bad brains with band in DC. Tried to get up a uh, big takeover, but the machine wouldn't read it. Just want to do it. Yeah, yeah. must be. Uh, I'm vibing it out with some weirdness. <laughs> I love that recording. <laughs> The war sessions. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, the, the, quite a band. And before that, we heard uh, Tom Zay. That's right, uh, a Brazilian piece. Umbalarumba? Umbalarumba. Right. And that's a great comp- another compilation, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cool uh, pop tune, but to me, it's got a lot of earth-shattering rhythms in it for popular music. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah. And we started off with some Sex Pistols. Off of EMI 45, I Want to Be Me. Can't find that anywhere. No. <laughs> okay, here's some John Cale, fighter pilot, Watt from Pedro Show. Stay. 
Why isn't there no? There's no volume. One, two, one. Oh, oh sorry about that. I uh, hit the wrong fucking knob. <laughs> Put it that way. Anyway, uh, one <laughs> one minute left. Like the man said. Uh, What's his name? Anyway, that was the International Noise Conspiracy Live, some gig they opened for us in Detroit. Before that, John Cale, fighter pilot. Uh, Stephen Perkins, thank you so much, Perk, for being with us. Brother Matt, for your most essential assistance. Watt from Pedro Show, uh, end of the third hour. Ready to put it to bed, January 11, 2002 edition. Thanks for everybody sailing with us, Perk. It was truly a pleasure. Thank you. And tomorrow we have our uh, Stooges thing, huh? Yeah. And then we get back, we record some banging, we do some banging gigs. That's a bouge. Um, yeah, <laughs> me and you doing a lot of playing. Brother Matt next week. Cool. I think we're going to have Nels. Cool. So all you folks, keep your powder dry. <laughs>